0: Welcome to under the blanket and here we are here and now this is the guru is us all of us in the oneness of nature and everything is natural now i'm here with patrick and patrick has some ideas or some intuitions or something about the prophecy of crazy horse i believe who said about the seventh generation And it's about that time, according to uh, calculations of what he said, and his prophecy was about some sort of awakening to peace and uniting of humanity. So uh, maybe start off with uh, telling us about how you came to these understandings and what they are. Thank
1: you, Eric. Um, I'll do my best.
0: I do want to start out by saying that
1: I do sometimes have my uh, sessions of where I just have a high sesh. So every once in a while I'll partake of medical marijuana and it does reconnect me back to something deeper that I feel like our ancestors knew. They were able to read into the the plants and, and um, there wasn't really an intermediary of pharmacy and there was a more of a a deeper kind of a trust. Um, And we've read into things throughout our history. We've, um, We've created story, we've found story, we've found uh, linkages back to source, we've found things that feel like that. And if all of us agree, then then, then that is that moment of consciousness, that is that, that oneness. And by us, I mean all of us, and also biologically, all the neurons in your mind, all the cells in your body, you know, there is an us and there's a we and there's a one. and as we learn about the other cultures, there's, there's four basic cultures that can be looked at in terms of, well, color. Uh, but it really is culture and not color. But but color is an identifier. And so the Native Americans do see four colors. They see the, the, the yellow Asian uh, represented in yellow. They see black represented in black um, and or blue and not to complicate and they see red is the native um, South and North America because there are two branches, two major branches that are currently here on the earth of a giant split in the tree of humanity where the Native Americans went up around uh, Russia and then there's some thawing there and used to be thought that this continent did not have uh, and I'm speaking uh, by uh, for David uh, Hancock, who does who writes about this and is discovering that n- this land here in the Americas, the North and the South, may have been inhabited uh, well over 100 years, 100,000 years ago, which is five times what they they think now or they say now, 20,000 years. So um, these four colors, these four cultures make up what is the native american medicine wheel and that's what you see when you see this uh circle with this uh, x in the middle of it and it makes four pieces that also represents the four directions in a way that represents a lot um and so if you i i followed these numbers as i went out there and um i, I the seventh generation was one of those numbers um and numbers are our friends. You know, if we, we can tie them into our story, they're great nodes. They're great markers. They're, they're great uh, beacons of direction. So um, I went out to Standing Rock. My heart called me first. I had visions of it coming in. The vision that I saw was that uh, prior to Standing Rock or any of the, anything happening, um, it might have been around the time when the dog bit the Native American uh, in, in Standing Rock for, for, no dapple, but, um, the, the vision was I was walking, I was picking up firewood and there was a deer in the road and I thought, oh, that's a beautiful deer, but it was trying to go up the other side of a steep hill across the way in this wooded area. And there was a curve, a turn. And I was looking at the deer and it was kind of like, I could see it was stuck. And then I realized it's predicament. And I looked at it and, There was a Native American there where the deer had been. And I I transcended something deep within and between the red and the white. You know, I'm European, more Northern Irish, way up there, Um, at least most of my lineage. But, you know, just one thing I want to say is we, we don't. When we, there's no need to fear the colors. There's no need to, this is, this is part of their prophecy as well, that these four cultures and colors unite and that we become the monitors of the earth. They called the European white man big brother um, with their great father and they come with these great things. And, you know, I, I sat and I learned so much. And I'll tell you what, the information came to me, began coming to me, more so in spirit than anything else. After Standing Rock, I arrived in Hawaii, and there were books everywhere about the Lakota. And I read more about the Iroquois nations, the seven Iroquois nations, from which the first seven arrows that were previously on the, in the, uh, the uh, eagle's hands that are on the dollar That represent they initially represented the seven Iroquois nations, and our our constitution was based very significantly upon what the Lakota and the other seven Iroquois nations, the Sioux, uh, had. And I can overstep and forget what exactly. So, so don't quote me. On the exact uh, terms, like the Sioux tribe, I would say, is the greater of the three. The Lakota, the Nakota, and the Dakota. Um, And then there's others. So there's the seven tribes and the seven fires, the sacred fires, the Ocheti sacred fires. And the number seven, veer back, I'll just focus on that for now because I know we have so much time. And I haven't even had a drink of water yet
0: tonight. Well, Patrick, I want to respond to what you said now. Um, Basically, what I get out of it is Native American spirituality has something to teach uh, our American culture and world culture. There's a lesson there. There's a wisdom there. Uh, My experience with Native American spirituality is, you know, uh, intricate. uh, But I wanted to tell one particular story. So uh, some Native American shamans, did uh, peyote uh, and this was years ago i did uh, some peyote uh, a large amount i went out into the woods and i was having a beautiful experience but i got this feeling of isolation and loneliness i was alone in the oh. woods and i felt isolated and i saw this vision in the sky of a guru ananda my image in the sky it was so beautiful and i said that's not enough you know, I still, I wish there were people around. That's what I was thinking. Whoa. I wasn't suffering greatly. I was just thinking that. And then I was trying to meditate. And then I called out to, hey, why not? Wait, the sparrows could be my friends. And I was like, sparrows, come be my friends. And then all of a sudden, all these sparrows. I was in a circle of trees that were about, you know, six feet away. It was a very small circle, circle of trees. And I was in the center. And all these sparrows landed in the branches all around me. And they surrounded me, and oh. I don't know. if Our listener has run like a dog, but you could tell when it's an actual bird there and when it's hallucinations. hallucination. So I, I, saw the action, all the birds were landing around me, and I started, you know, being with them. And I was in a state of total oneness and love that we you talked about, where all your cells, you know, every your brain is all wired in this different way. Yeah, and you're
1: communing with the yeah. birds because they're not there doing you any harm or anything like that. You're enjoying their singing, they're enjoying you d- dancing to their singing. Um, it's important to call out the friendships between humans and animals. I mean, what we call animals and and the human and animal really creates a dividing line that's not a real line. Yeah, I mean there's some animals you got to be careful of, but by and large there's some really amazing animals that we can live with and that if we really befriend and remember that they are our friends, like significantly, and you and as you just demonstrated, uh, that's what we're going for here. That's what the Native Americans have. That's the respect. That's the honor that they give, you know, a bison if they kill it. I mean, they have been feeling kind of like how some people are feeling under this administration, but they have been feeling this for as long as they can remember or as long as they know. Um, And 500 years for them is a very significant period because that is where their prophecy aligns with this arrival of this next seventh generation. Um, As you said, the, the, the Iroquois nation are known to be the people from where that term came from and that seventh generation sustainability. And that means that basically you look forward and and ask where are your seventh generation, where are they going to be? And are the decisions that I make now going to be able to affect that generation? Will it exist? And my job is to make sure it exists. And I tapped into something that felt like from there and even further back into our ancestry, because if we're we're merging science, we're merging religion, um, And chemistry and biology, there are connections. And mathematics, all these disciplines, there's a unifying theory. And this is what we get as downloads that are collectively happening. So I went through a process of a lot of downloads. And anyway, I did arrive back at chemistry and hydrogen. And I started looking at hydrogen. It's the first element. So I looked at the the chemistry and the number. And the number and the weight is the same thing. And so H, hydrogen, is the beginning of all of this. And and so the energy that you are comes from the smashing of two hydrogens and that creates two things energy and helium. Helium is the second in the periodic table. And then the third is lithium, and you go to beryllium, and you get up to carbon six and you get to oxygen eight. It's after nitrogen seven, but it's oxygen eight. It's the rebirth. So once you're once you you look at the next seventh generation, there is a point from when you are here now and then the seventh generation is, is to come and the seventh generation will be able to look back onto where you are now and, and know that there is a oneness there and, and that you die at the seventh in a way and you're reborn at the eighth. It's not a dying. It's the beginning of the cycle, the circle again, it's the connection of the circle. So that's why we see seven throughout all religions, everywhere, and it's not talked about a lot, until it's like locks in the key of consciousness, where they all begin to align, and suddenly seven goes, and lines up so many parts of our collective unifying uh, theory that it's undeniable that you're tapping into a sacred source code. And so the sacred will display itself to us. It needs to. But we need to display our attention to that which is sacred. That is how we survive everything that is happening. Knowing what is sacred and why. And none of us want to feel that confined. To think, oh gosh, I'd have to be tiptoeing everywhere. Well, this earth will show us how to tiptoe if we forget. And it's, this is part of what's happening. But it's it's a, you know, we have no idea what kind of antibodies are built into this system that's been here for five billion years on this planet. But the whole cosmos and the lights that still shine, they're still shining. And that light is very simply, to the best of our knowledge, that is hydrogen appearing out of we don't know where and smashing together and creating two things, energy, the photons, and helium. And from there, there's these, There's a connection that I write about and that um, I'm trying to explain better, but I sense something in the sevens there because this this thing that happens when you're at, at oxygen number eight and one oxygen and two hydrogens meet. So instead of fusing, those two hydrogens met with their eighth generation. It's like seven generations in between. It understands or there's something in there. I'm, I'm just I look for root deep root code. So anyway, I feel as though I'm speaking as the energy itself moving through all the other matter that was created, being all the other elements in the table. So what does that mean and how do we utilize that today? I'm really just drawing attention to the number seven. I really I'm not in a place where I can speak about how deep and uh, prof- truly, truly prophetic the Native Americans have it because that's their sacred honor and duty to do that if they would like to invite me to speak to other any of this stuff i i would absolutely love to but i sense that they already know it because they showed me just a a little glimpse into what they know and how they know and how they protect it because they know how to protect that which is sacred and so we're currently isolating ourselves in this time of coronavirus virus but we're connecting in other ways. But it's, it's, it's kind of for, forcing us a little bit to rethink a lot of things. And um, between climate change and this, I think that we're ready to say we have some keys. And some of these keys are massive collected pain points. And this is one of them. Climate change is one of them. So the fossil fuel industry is, in, is intrinsically tied into this experience of the Native American, they prophesized the great serpent that would come. Jim Morrison sings about that prophecy on the way to the ancient lake. He says it's it's seven miles long and filled with black energy, or does he say ten miles? Might have been, but either way, um, it's it's it is a consciousness and a spirit that just moves beyond whether there's the bodies that move the are still here or not spirit is what moves spirits the energy that moves the matter and when the matter lays away the spirit remains too and that's what this consciousness is that we're picking up from our ancestors which is everything so did i tell
0: you that i smoked a little bit of pot yeah, that's fine. You can share about that on the podcast.
1: All right, I want to respond to what you said.
0: And as uh, under the blanket listeners know, probably from hearing me of these episodes, um, I I am into infinite levels of reality. And the reality you describe, the physical plane, the physical plane is one plane of infinite planes. Think about that. Mm-hmm. If the physical mm-hmm. plane is one plane. And there are infinite planes. Mm-hmm. There could be a plane where there's right now the teenage mutant ninja turtles. And there's Raphael and there's Michelangelo and there's Donatello. And that's a the light that's the light world. And that plane is just as real as this plane of physicality and hydrogen and helium.
1: It is. I see that as the light world. You know, that's what we are. We are those photons. We're not actually the matter. That's the thing. And when light is spoken of, it it is spoken as of, by, from, and for uh, the light. And we are one node. We are one sun amongst so many of us. And we see that, we can roll up from there into this greater consciousness that we're part of. You can say it's part of a brain or part of a body or part of something else or whatever, but yes, it's an infinite fractal in all dimensions as you allude to but there is a center and it's the most amazing thing and we we can feel like we're in dire straits in life and things can be awful and we always find our way back to that so that's I guess part of my message too is is that you know we're at a time where we need to be a smart out out there and in the world you have to think about germs and viruses from this point on for a while, and We'll get over that and we'll be hugging each other again at some point we pray <laughs> but it's we can all relax though just as long as we're safe
0: yeah i want to address uh coronavirus and uh, climate change uh coronavirus is the more immediate one it appears like but they're both connected the point is um a lot of scientists in the West and the East that are into climate change and coronavirus are looking at the data and they're dealing with reality, you know, climate change is real, Uh, human actions of carbon and pollution affect the climate and so on and so forth and then the right says, well this is all uh, part of the earth, like climate change has been happening and humans have nothing to do with it So even though it seems like the scientists are saying, man is at fault, humans are at fault, we cause this problem to nature, we're destroying the planet. And that's a kind of eco-fascist look at it, but the truth is the science is pointing to the interconnection (laughs) that, in fact, human beings are part of nature, that our technology is part of nature, that the iPhone is part of nature. There's the natural world and technology. I understand that duality, but ultimately nature—it's all sort of a natural process. Terence McKenna said evolution wouldn't have started, all this wouldn't have happened, if it didn't have a happy concluding point. That's Whoa. just a logical understanding of fractal uh, and spiral uh, realization.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of places I can jump in there in the in that stream of amazing consciousness. Um, you're doing a great job, Eric. Thank you for your work, if I haven't told you already. Um, you know we all love you, brother. And oh, you're, you're an excellent I've, interviewer. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I love you all, too.
1: Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah. Well, let's start with the obvious. Uh, coronavirus and quantum physics. So... What do you want to talk about? (laughs) There's something, you know, in the idea that something bled over from nature into the human. And so I'm see it as though, like, I'm going to see it like these giant trees. And then suddenly these uh, vines start climbing up the trees. You get too many vines there and they, they end up killing the trees. And then the vine doesn't do, you know, it's, it's so the vine might be greed. It, it moves faster. We can call it greed or we can call it whatever we want. I have no idea what it is. Uh, there's a non-judgmental word for it. I'm sure other than greed, but, um, so, you know, we're greedy to each other, um, and to nature. And yeah, I mean, the vine suddenly gets the upper hand and imagine if, if it could just do that with the whole earth, like, I don't know. It, there's something in there that we can only allude to these deeper answers. And that's what's good. That's what consciousness does. That's what quantum things do. They elude. They're probably, you know, they are, they're smaller than photons. And within the photons are something, you know, there's the, these quarks in the photons. What are they doing? What's their story? Every yeah, little like, bit I of that has a story. Like, uh,
0: quantum, I want to talk about what they're doing. Oh.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I want to talk about what those quants are doing. Like, what are those quarks doing out there? What are they thinking about? Yeah, uh, right. I mean, don't forget yeah. your little friends, you know? We talk yeah. about our, it's we talk about ourselves, yeah. and we talk about our biology and all that. But they're part of, like, an ancestry that I – I don't know. That sounds weird. I know. I'm animis, animizing <laughs> atoms. And becoming a punning linguist, apparently. You can call me the linguist. Uh,
0: uh, uh. If
1: I had a boat, I would name it that, I think. Or the cunning linguist. I'm sorry. <clears throat> ah. All right. Go so, on. You were saying, <laughs> did I tell you I smoked some pot earlier?
0: Yeah. Uh, why don't you, we're almost to the end of the episode. Why don't you sing us a song or something? I don't sing. All right. I mean, how about I do a spit. I'll spit a uh, hip hop while you play a hip y guitar song.
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about do a little bit um talk about what we are, which is we're um I'm trying to think of the artist's name. He says we're miracles made out of particles. Oh, Nako. Oh, Nako. Well, he also he says we're like a part of something special, and we all are. Um, and because we all do reside with that love we are that light we're just moving matter around and sometimes it's we got it we don't have we don't want to have to put down all the weight (laughs) Uh, we like moving around matter because we are sun energy from this local sun which is getting its energy from the smashing of hydrogen is this all too much for you to I'll just get right to the
0: point. No, I, you
1: know, very
0: interesting. I, you know, I I don't really know making the details of it, but I get the gist of it, you
1: know. Well, it's all possibly going to be part of my book. You know, I, the first prophecy book that came to me came to me through something that turned out to be a prophecy that was in the book itself that brought the book to me. And it was called Warriors of the Rainbow. And so W O T R became like water W O water for me because we were fighting for the water and the water is one of those sacred elements. Um, or not elements. It's a uh, molecule. It's a sacred molecule. Why not? You know, I think hydrogen is sacred and we it should be looked at because it has all these answers. It has all that we are at our at our root. You know, for God's sakes, the first gen, the hydro gen it took until like oxygen for it to say now i'm going to use hydro to generate water and speak through what i'm making stuff up as i go along but but there's this, these relationships that i think are phenomenal so it's kind of like my <laughs> um the european Patrick, chemically thinking mind and the native american mind and the science mind and the you know religion mind and The one who wants to unify these cultures and all of us, I mean, to to find a deeper love, find something like where we're all in one family. And we're like, oh, my God, we got this right now. We can see seven generations forward for our children. Like, how did we ever uh, fix what we got ourselves into? You know, and how did we ever create this amazing kingdom? How did we do that? That's where I am. I want to see that. We all want to see that. I mean, what is the point of even discussing heaven and hell if we don't have something to, you know, like, what are we here for? Does it come down to that? What are we here for?
0: Oh, I want to to answer that. Yeah, go for it. what are we here for? So it's like we're all in a theater, we're all in a movie theater, and we're watching a movie, and we have got so engrossed in the movie that we thought not only was the movie real, but we identified with different characters in the movie. Now, absolutely, this happened to all of us. Yep. Um, and basically, we started to realize this, and a few people in the theater, you know, like was like, whoa, I'm in a movie theater, I'm watching a movie. And uh, they turn around and they see a projector and they see the light within, and then they become one with it all. And then oh. a few more, and then a few more, and then eventually the movie's over. So we're here to end the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Shiva, the And, and of the illusion. session,
1: Yes. Over and over again. At some point, you're the one who destroys your own illusions,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Uh, we're nearing okay. the end of the episode, Patrick. Any final thoughts? Um, you know, I just would say keep an eye on. It. For so many people, it's difficult to to watch the Native Americans and what they're going through, where they are, and what they, their history and everything. And to hear, them. but I and I am witness to that. It's very difficult to feel their pain, and the only way to hear what they're saying is the is to feel their pain as they're saying it. And that is where the sacred is found. I found so much. And I've been bottled up because it's so sacred within me. I downloaded so much. And my heart is so identified and tied with it in my story. But I can not also be present. And so I go back and forth between these two worlds. The world of the mind, which has all the stories. And I'm I'm getting better at working around in the story. All the things, you know, people, uh, happenstances can throw a wrench in the whole thing but presence is always here and once you calm the story and you reset it and you recharge your batteries that's what presence is it's it's where you go to recharge everything by turning it all off and it just brings this moment
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Right back. All right, so that's the end of Under the Blanket. I am your host, Bobby Here Love, also known as Eric. And I was with Patrick today. And let's remember be here now. And I'll see you on another episode when we are again under the blanket of Neem Pro Baba Ma Brahma